This is Adam Schefter, live from the M-Den for the Core 4 Podcast. Kinda looks like Tippy Storm and she dance like little Egypt. She works down the snake farm. Snake farm, it just sounds nasty. Snake farm, it pretty much is snake farm. It's a reptile house, snake farm. Alright. Today is October twenty-first. This is the Core Four Podcast. Uh, third time's the charm here. Uh, we are gonna have a, a good one today. We got our all of our all that, Caden. Pe- we <laughs> hey, sometimes <laughs> you gotta peel back the curtain and then find out who the Wizard of Oz is. Just some creepy dude who sets a, a young little girl on a trail. You know, <laughs> um, that got weird real quick. Oh yeah, that's that's the core four podcast for you. Not where um, I thought you were going this. Actually, so um, sidebar here, real quick. My uh, my mother in law was talking about podcasts with with one of her students. She's a middle school librarian. She's uh, the the kid wanted to know if the uh, if the podcast was uh, was kid friendly. So, what would you what do you guys say? Is that a yay or a nay? I'm, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna say yay because here's why. I coach a bunch of 11 and 12 year olds and you guys know that I have no problem cussing, but they're worse than I am. So I'm going to say, yay, there's nothing. It's just some cuss words here and there. Core four is for the children. Um, Yeah, we got the full gang here again. Um, It should be a good one here. Um, I was saying before, who knows if Jensen's going to answer his phone, but we we won't need him. Um, Even though it was a really big week in the big 10, which we'll finish up with, but uh, let's start with the opener of the week. We've got NBA starting up. Um, big week here between LeBron looking really, really weird in gold and purple. Uh, the Wizards doing what the Wizards do. Not the Wizards. Why do I keep saying Wizards? The Warriors. The Warriors keep doing what they do. Well, I mean, the Wizards are doing what they do, too. Just, it doesn't really matter. They're middle of the road. Um, Goof, how how are you feeling about the uh, the seas after this week? I was impressed with where they're at. Uh, it was tough to lose to Toronto, but you know it's a tough. Those are two games back to back that are tough. Having Sixers then going around back and playing Toronto, so I was I was not uh, disappointed by any means in where they came out of it. I, I think that first game against the Sixers, I think they showed they're a much better team than the 76ers. Um, oh, without a doubt. Yeah. I I think when Ben Simmons was in, they definitely struggled a little bit. I thought him and Embiid both looked pretty good, but they are not deep enough to hang with the Celtics. The Celtics are a really deep team when you really look at their roster. They're nine deep. Yeah. They're nine deep of guys that could be starting – on other teams. Um, and like, I think that's the problem they have at the beginning of the season is figuring out how to get guys minutes without, and still get them in a rhythm. That's the, going to be the, the longest part of, uh, them to get going. Uh, one of my big things this week, um, Nikola Jokic, Jokic, dude, Jokic, he's going to be, a what do you think he's top five top 10 player this year i'd say definitely top 10 um he doesn't have the i mean he is pretty talented athletically but he doesn't have the Embiid, atentacumpo you know type uh athleticism but man that dude can play basketball uh he had a great great week what was it 11 11 shooting uh 35 points 12 boards i believe and 11 assists Perfect. That Denver team, that Denver team is going to be, you know, fighting for a four seed this year. So, good um, last year. Like everyone forgets that they were not a bad team last year. Yeah. So, uh, Jokic can play, man. Uh, Chunks, you got you got a uh, MVP update. Oh yeah, yeah, my boy Kevin Love looking great for the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's back to his old form. It's. I feel like he's on the Timberwolves again. It, they're just in Cleveland, and I love it because he's like, 
he's the one getting the stat lines every night, and they're terrible. <laughs> they're not going to do anything. So bad. They they're really bad. Like they, they signed I, Larry Nance to like a five year deal or something. Yeah, like that. that's garbage. And then J.R. Smith is he's just like commenting on like the Lakers games and the Rockets games because he does not care about the Cavs anymore. And it, well, he's like he's the guy that got left out. Like yeah. LeBron, take me with you. you hated me for being a jackass. But take me <laughs> with you anyway. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, Kevin Love's still looking solid for MVP voting. Just so, just so everybody out there realizes. <laughs> we're, we're we're gonna get T-shirts made. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Duncan's gonna be the only one to wear them though, because I don't believe he's gonna be the MVP. We'll, we'll, we'll buy enough to where the cost goes down a little bit, but we're not going to be able to sell them. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of my big takeaways this week, obviously, as a Mavs fan, man, Luka Doncic is re- going to be really freaking good. I'm telling you that right now. He's he's huge, too. He's like this bulky point guard um, that I've never really seen that sort of body style before. Yeah, no, he's, he's 6'8", 240-ish. He's a big dude. Yeah, yeah, I think I think for the point guard position in general, that they totally abandoned any like stylistic bodies. Yeah, <laughs> it's just if you're huge and you can dribble, do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, yeah. If you um, can pass and you can handle the ball. You're now the point guard. Yeah. <laughs> well, but I mean, it follows in the steps of LeBron. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Magic Johnson was 6'9". Mm-hmm. Kupo is basically point Honestly, guard. Honestly, he kind of reminds me a little bit of, of Magic Johnson, to be honest. So, I mean, obviously way, way early, super incredibly small sample size. But yeah. um, with, with what he did overseas, and, you know, it could be something like that. Let's hope so, because that would be a dirty team in, in two or three years. Um, but let's go to – what are we going to call this segment? Uh, click skip ball? Yeah, we can call it what you want. I got a beef with Chunks right now. We can go down that road. Oh, let's go for it. All right, Chunks, you're wrong. And let me tell you why. AD, MVP this year, bar none. Unanimous. Okay. Coming in hot. Deal with that. And let, me, and let me tell you why. No one's going to vote for LeBron again because it's LeBron. And it, it, as phenomenal as he is, it's not going to happen. Greek freak, unless the Bucks make a jump, it's not going to happen. Kawhi Leonard who I would think is somebody else would be in that argument. It's not going to happen. And people are sick of James Harden. So I'm going to pick AD as somebody who would win the MVP for my Pelicans. If you really want to go down that road, that's what I'm going to pick. But I will say this, the Pelicans got to win at least 50 games this season to do so. Are are you officially Pelicans fan? Like, are you stopping at team one? <laughs> we gave you a team and that's that's it? I don't know, man. I, I I'll be honest with you. I know more about my team than you did. You were talking about the Canucks having an ugly mascot. I can tell you way more about the Pelicans than you could the Canucks last week. So I'm not sure if I'm a fan, but I, I mean, that's fired. I will say this: at least I know something about it. I I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't I don't think you really want to become a Pelicans fan. <laughs> no, I don't. I really don't. But I will say that I will say this. I the one thing I do know, and you guys know, all jokes aside, and goof, you know, I love you to death. I don't know a whole hell of a lot about that NBA basketball. No, I get it. But um, I, I do think that AD does have a shot. And that's just based off all the homework that Caden made me do. And I think that, that that's I think the huge part of that for me thinking about it is really James Harden having split votes. Now, Goof knows more about this than I think most of us. And, and I'm guessing he'll disagree. But um, those are just my thoughts about it. But, um, you know, the you know, Pelicans coming in hot right now. I really think there's a shot there. So, I mean, I can go down that road if we're going to do this whole me embarrassing myself now, Caden. I'm I'm never on the uh, on the Pelicans uh, side of things personally. I'm people who know me know I'm an anti Kentucky guy. So uh, (laughs) AD will never do anything for me. So let's hope that he uh, doesn't win the MVP this year. So, yeah, there's that. Anything else on the NBA this week? Oh, oh, I forgot. I mean, we talked a little bit about Kawhi, but holy shit, man. There's a hype video this week about Kawhi Leonard. Um, Basically, they were saying that Tracy McGrady was there, Vince Carter was there, and Chris Bosh were there, but they never 
did anything to help them. And now Kawhi is there, uh, the greatest player that they've ever had, they said. Um, anybody have any takes on that insane uh, hype video? Well, I think it's ridiculous to talk about because, all right, those guys left because Toronto didn't do anything to want to keep them. They were so a terribly true. run so organization true. at that time. Like, Vince Carter left because he was the only player that they had. Vince Carter's their franchise. Like, if you look at their franchise as a whole and you're like, oh, pick a pick their staple player, everyone's going to say Vince Carter because he was there for a long time. Kawhi's played two games. I don't think it's a good idea to throw any shade at the guys that have been there. I kind of see where they're going that they didn't win a championship. They've not won one. So he talent-wise, he might be the best player they've ever had, but I don't think he's going to be there long enough for it to matter. But isn't that all hypothetical at that point? Like, bash successful players you've had in the past, and I get that they don't have – they win a championship. But like you said, two games in, I don't know, isn't that getting way ahead of yourself by just assuming praise? I think it's just a weird strategy because I think there was a lot – the whole Kawhi – the way they – Acquired Kawhi, there was some weird bad blood in there. Like he wasn't sure if he wanted to be there at first, and I think they're just trying to adjust the fan base to him still. And it's it's definitely a weird way to do it to throw your stars that you've had in the past under the bus. Um, but I think they're just trying to find a way to make sure these fans enjoy Kawhi. I don't know, it's weird. And what I do know about Toronto fans to a certain extent is they're loyal. Oh, yeah. And in my mind, even though I don't follow a lot of basketball and I'm certainly not a Raptors fan, that to me just doesn't seem the way to go. That, And I hate to bring it back to hockey, but that's a hockey town, and that would never happen in hockey. Like, you put clips supporting the guys who just got traded and they're standing ovations. In my opinion, that's going to turn people off. At least it should. That's disrespectful and it's a disgrace. It, I, it's just over the top and it's unnecessary. And it looks like they're grasping at straws just to kind of get a little bit of hype around one player that, quite frankly, hasn't done a damn thing for him yet. Dude, I, I agree. It's like um, it's a total overcorrection. Like um, who's to say they're not going to do that to you in the future? Basically saying like you left, you did this bad shit when it's actually Toronto's fault. And you're right about the loyalty aspect. Like this doesn't reflect what the fans actually feel. You know, um, the fans back, they still wear the Tracy McGrady uh, Raptors. They still wear the Vince Carter Raptors jerseys. Um, so they're always with those ex players. So there was a, uh, it's definitely an overreaching. Not, I thought it was a terrible idea for a promo video. You can hype up Kawhi without bashing other people. Like, it's ridiculous. Toronto's a heritage town, they yeah. love their history. Bashing it. Forget the hockey aspect. Like that's just not a good move. Well, that's what not what any even NBA teams do. You know, every other NBA team does the same thing. They give a tribute video. Sure, celebrate those guys that they had because, in turn, it's going to get guys to want to be there. Although the Celtics kind of messed up with Paul Pierce's tribute video. Remember that? They did his. Yeah, but didn't they, like, push it back, like, three different oh, times? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, they pushed it back because... What did they not want to do it? Didn't want it to interfere with... Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. Right. Well, that was his... That was the raising of his jersey. That was his celebration of like his uh, jersey being retired. Mm. Yeah. That's the one they pushed back because they didn't want it to interfere with Isaiah Thomas getting a video at halftime. Mm-hmm. They didn't want there to be two things. Um, but they ended up not doing anything for Thomas because yeah. that. <laughs> he was only there for I mean, he was there for yeah, three years. Well. <laughs> I feel like you need to do more, especially for that franchise, than get to the playoffs twice and get rewarded. This is a lack of knowledge and complete ignorance on my part, but you know, to any of you, I'll defer. Any of those guys, McGrady, Carl, like all them, do any of you think, one, they're going to end up in the Hall of Fame, and two, if they are, 
how the hell are you going to bash a Hall of Famer just for some guy who just showed up? That yeah. would be my mindset, especially in a, a, a city that is literally built on the history of their sports. It, it blows my mind. And I don't know much about the basketball aspect, but yeah. if Honestly, any of them are going to fall in the Hall of Fame, you literally just bash a future Hall of Famer for some punk that showed up. And I'm not the, saying he's not qualified, but I don't know. The only one that's not, and Goof, you might, I don't know what you feel. Chris Bosh, I don't believe, would be. Sure. I mean, obviously, Vince Carter is going to be there, and McGrady's already there. Right. Yeah, I'm same way. Bosch's career got cut short, so he may not make it because of his longevity. I and mean, certainly, he was at his- the best player on that Raptors team for years, and he won two championships. Right. That's what I mean. At his peak, like if you take just his peak, was his peak good enough? Yes. Was it long enough? That's where I'm not sure, but. Let, let's not forget that Chris Bosch also has a degree in computer programming. So that's <laughs> so yeah, wait, the, what, he gets those me, extra points, right? Yeah, for so me he also at least. Looks very much like a raptor. So he does. I don't know how the raptors can bash one of their own. Yeah, so wait, what, no, but species. That, that's very true. <laughs> so let's put this out there though. M- McGrady's what in the Hall of Fame? Yes, yeah. no. Okay, yes. we assume that Carter's going to be there, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So let's just go for argument's sake, two of three. And the way you're going to pull people is by bashing Hall of Famers. Even from a marketing perspective, that sounds stupid. Screw the athletic portion of it. It just sounds dumb. There's not a CEO on this planet that should buy into that. And I don't think it – because initially when I look at the video, I'm thinking it's – their way of trying to get him to stay. But I feel, if anything, it's more of a push back, pushing him away, than it would be pushing him to stay. Like, why do you say that? Because if that's how they're going to treat their great players, why would you want to play for an organization that okay, doesn't? Okay, then, yeah, I agree with that. You do. Yeah, no, I, that's, I, that's, that's grimy. I well, and honestly, during one part, they say um, don't worry about whether he'll stay or whether he'll go. Right. Just enjoy the time so basically they're like saying we've got a really good player right now guys buy tickets <laughs> yeah talk yeah. about talk about feeling expendable right like screw the hall of famers but if you stay long enough maybe we'll make you a hype video that's worth a damn <laughs> right like you know what on that hype video maybe drake will back it and we'll call it good yeah i don't know how drake wasn't on that hype video i know um, me either but let's let's go uh to drake's best friend uh let's talk a little bit LeBron James. We do want to get picked up by ESPN sometimes, so uh, uh, we got to talk LeBron James. It's just prerequisite for the course. Well, we can't um, bash him, man. <laughs> uh, uh, Goof, what do you, what do you, what, what were your takes on LeBron this week? It just does not look like a LeBron-led team. Uh, it, it was the same problems that I thought they might have when they got him. Was they have no shooters? which they shot the three ball terribly over the first two games. And I think even he was one for seven at one point, but and he'll come back. Their best three-point shooter in like a single game so far has been Lonzo Ball. He went four for eight the other night. Woohoo! That's not good, guys. That's not good. Um, well, four for eight, very good, but when Lonzo Ball might be the – best shooter on the team that's not good i Um, i think the lakers have this weird problem where they're too deep with guys who are not good (laughs) like like they are they have a lot of guys that should be getting minutes for them like young guys like Hart and ball lonzo ball barely gets in the game to be honest and then then you got these old guys you gotta get like they need their minutes on stevenson and Rajon Rondo starts for him, and JaVale McGee actually looked pretty decent, but they they have a weird issue with the amount of players they have, and it it just doesn't look good for them at all. They have no bigs. Like, yeah, they're very small, team, too. They're four, sometimes they're five, and it just doesn't really fit his style, but I think he's played fine. He's had, what, 24 and 26 
uh, double digit rebounds. Like he's he's been himself. He's gonna be one of the top three players in the world, regardless. So I don't think like you know as far as him goes, he's looked like LeBron, but that team is not as good as the teams he's had in the past. For for me, this this feels like when a career starts to end, though. You know, yeah, because like, it feels forced, doesn't it? It feels very yeah. forced, and it it just feels like this is the time we're gonna look back at and be like, man, that's when he really took a downturn. And it's not even that he's getting worse; it's just that he's not gonna be relevant anymore with this team in the West. It's they're not gonna do anything. Okay, well, so let me let me ask you guys this then. So, I agree with you one hundred percent. But at this point in his career, with the rings that he has, is it okay that he's made that decision just to say he played in L.A.? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's because I did it because I – because, quite frankly, whatever he does, I, I people are going to bitch season. about it, but no one's really going to bitch about it. It's LeBron James. He can do whatever the hell he wants. You know what I mean? So Honestly – I dogged him for so long for not going to West Confer- Western Conference team. Yes, you did. It kind of is like the right thing for him to do. So, yeah, no, I, I exactly get what you're saying. This is his time to do that he, thing. That he he kind of conquered the East. Let's see what he can do in the West. But I agree with the chunks where it's like this is the downturn. And my biggest fear outside of being just being a sports fan is – is he going to hold on too long to something when he should have walked away? I'm not saying he's not capable, but with L.A., do we start to think that that downturn starts sooner than it would have if he was in a different team? I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, but. I don't know. Well, two things. First, he went to L.A. as a business decision just as much sure. as he was a basketball decision. You know, he's going to be in movies and businesses like – He's there to make more money. Right. Uh, one. Two, the Lakers do have a ton of cap space next year. They could bring in, hypothetically, two max player guys. It'd be tough, but they can get two. They could get two. They'd have to make a little bit of adjustment um, with guys that they got. But they could get to two more max player guys. They're not. This team this year is not a, not a team that's going to compete for. Yeah, they're compete. not getting past the Warriors. He's, there's no way. No, they're they're not even going to be top three in the West, I don't think. But my Pelicans, number one. <laughs> what up? But it it comes down to what can they do the next next year and the year after, whether or not they're going to compete at all for a championship while he's there. Do you think the contract that they signed him to was legitimate? Like, do you agree with that, Goof? Like time, money, all that type of stuff. Yeah. Absolutely, like he's committed. I mean, he he put himself out there. It's the first time he signed a contract longer than two years. What since Miami in like 2010, right? Right. Yeah. Like he he doesn't sign long term deals, so that's what tells me it's he's there for business reasons, and he just likes to be in LA. Fair. No. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll play this segment in about a month, and it'll be just useless, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna just tear up everything. I got, you know, who knows? We'll there's get it. Not getting past face. the second round, though. <laughs> oh, no, without a doubt, no. He, there's no way he makes the finals. That finals streak is coming to an end. Um, but that. let's uh, let's go to another uh, finals led, um, but a better finals. Uh, Sport, the NHL. You know, like that. That was a really bad segue, but that was great. Um, was let's awful. talk. Let's talk a little NHL. Well, first off, John Gibson out in Anaheim. Do you think he uh, might have what it takes to get the Vezina? It's too early to tell. It, we're what, like, ten games in, fifteen, twenty tops. Like, we're not talking trophies yet. I think he. I don't think he's going to sustain it. But you know what? If he did. And does good for him, you know. I, I think the Vesna is always going to fall on goalies that have been circling that for a while. So like a Lundqvist, a Holpe, yeah. I think Flurry will always be in the conversation. And um, Jonathan Quick, I think, I think he's so underrated, and I love him as a goalie. He's mm. he's so 
quick, ironically. But listen, <laughs> if he can pull it off, great. I'm all for it. Um, you know, if we really want a goalie expert, I'll bring my buddy Steph in here and he'll break yeah. down the whole thing. But, uh, you know, it, it's it's so early. It's like talking about the NBA right now. It's just it's fun to watch highlights and, you know, just kind of you're feeling your way through the process. Well, you know what? You're, if you're bashing trophies, let's talk about another one. Do you think Austin Matthews can keep this up and get Dart Ross? Not a prayer. Not a prayer. You got McDavid? Yep. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. McDavid's going to – I mean, he's unreal. It's not a Matthews issue. It's just – it's McDavid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you'd be stupid not to not to agree with that. I mean, I think that what Toronto's got going is great. Um just say, how do you beat Connor McDavid? I mean, we were talking about before we kind of started recording, Crosby starting to bow down to McDavid. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, all right, well, one of the probably the best player in the world is, and I'm saying that as a Caps fan, I apologize, is saying that somebody else is, could be and will be better than him. I, I think that there's something to be said for that. Well, let's let's touch on that for, for uh, goofing chunks here. Um Sidney Crosby was basically saying that Connor McDavid is now the face of the NHL. Um, do you guys accept that? Do you think that is it? Is it somebody besides Sidney Crosby even? Sydney Sydney's been the face of the NHL. It's not a question. I think Ovechkin's been a better scorer for sure, um, but Crosby's a better overall player, and Connor McDavid's the obvious heir to the throne. You know whether he. The thing is, Crosby's done it for so long. McDavid's still young. It's definitely switching over. The tables are turning. And, yeah, no, it's it's McDavid for me all the way. What about you, Goof? Uh, I think it's still Crosby. As, like, the casual fan, speaking from a casual fan base, like, you hear Crosby's name and I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember, like, you just, you come back to all the highlights that you've seen. And uh, USA Canada game. What? The USA, the USA Canada? Canada game. The main fucking highlight that you should know. No. <laughs> We're <gonna> be kidding me. <laughs> Just I, I, disregard him talking. He doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> um, no, I'm saying Crosby has a whole slew of highlights. You want to bring whole slew back into the game? <laughs> You're going to yes, bring that every time, back and he's going to cut it every time. <laughs> I will say this, though, Salton. Goof's point is actually extremely well taken. Um, and it, it, it kind of shows a sign of the time, and, and we're not – you know, me, you, and Goof, you know, we're you – know, Chunks is still a little bit of a young blood there, but it actually shows a generational shift. You know, we were like 17 or no, 16 ish in that threshold when Crosby and then Ovechkin got drafted. You know, these kids now, as much as they respect Crosby and they love him, McDavid's what they look to to be. Yeah. And I can tell you that from coaching. Um, and I think the casual fans' point is probably the best in this scenario because it's going to be the most reflective of, of what people who don't Crosby's an easy name to pick you know what I mean but McDavid's going to be that guy for the next 20 years and Crosby's think about how long they've been in the league now him and Ovi for example it's, you know it's been 13 years I mean I think maybe around there so I think it's a little bit unnerving as we get older to see another generation go but I mean Matthews him I like uh, I like the new uh, Kachuk brother there in Ottawa. Brady's pretty solid. He's bearing like uh, it, it's awesome. But I, I actually a hundred percent agree with Goof. It's the highlight reels are going to change, and it, it's kind of weird to see. Well, I mean, my comparison to the NFL, it'd be like Brady versus you know, let's say Patrick Mahomes. Not, yeah. Yeah, no, it's perfect. This is the perfect example. Like, Patrick Mahomes is going to be that guy, but right now it's still Brady 
because people can look back at his career and be like, oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. I remember that play. You know, so that's why as far as the face of the the league still goes to the older player until that player is no longer useful. And I, I, I think Goof's kind of on point with that statement, but a little bit off. But I think that's not – I think that's an a, a, an NHL and a hockey thing versus a anything else thing. The, the second that McDavid became, became that guy, the focus went away from Crosby and Ovechkin. Like, no one gives a shit anymore when the Pens play the Caps, unless it's in the playoffs. You know what I mean? They used to be a highlight reel thing. Now it's if McDavid's going to score, you know, three goals in a game, as it should be. I mean, I have a buddy that's going to be in Nashville next weekend. And he's going to a Predators game, and he wants to get seats close to the glass because guess who they're playing? Edmonton. Yeah. And he just wants to see McDavid skate, like, at a million miles per hour past him. So, I, I it's – listen, it, it's, a, it's a new world, and there's new highlight reel goals, which makes it a pain in the ass for coaching because they all want to score. Yeah. Apparently, you get extra points if you go bar down. I wasn't aware of that rule change, yeah. but apparently. <laughs> um, my thought is here, and like you could, uh, I'll defer to you there, but uh, does Edmonton move the needle? Does like I know you have to be a face if you want to be a face of a franchise, you have to be in a big city doing shit, you know. Yeah, but but I think it's all relative. Like, what's big city for us? Like a New York or an L.A. Um. Isn't it's Canada, man? Like it's Edmonton. Like I would kill to see a game in Edmonton. I yeah, and I know there's great history there between <laughs> everything that's there. So I mean, yeah, it's probably a hockey thing that Edmonton does move the needle. But for somebody like Goof, that that converse that uh, no no I, th- from no, Sydney I mean, to McDavid's never gonna happen. No, and I, I agree with you 100%. It's not going to happen. But we've had this talk about Edmonton before. I mean, I don't think they're for real. And more importantly, I don't think Toronto's for real. I think Toronto's the biggest false hope in the NHL currently. And I love what Matthews is producing, and I think he's a phenomenal player. And I love that JT's there, and I think he's doing a great job. But they're not going to make it past the first round of the playoffs, if they make it. And I'll put that on the record online right now, and I have no problem saying it. Oof. I just don't think they have the sustainability. A year or two from now, I I would not be shocked, but I don't think they have it. And it's a bummer, but let's be real. The biggest upset in the NHL is that Seattle, I hope somebody in Seattle that I know hears this, is getting a team in the next two years, but Quebec isn't. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, Things don't move the needle in the NHL anymore because they're not going to the right places. They lucked out with Vegas. Yeah. That was a fluke. Vegas is at the bottom of the heap now. Yeah. Remember when they were going to come back with a great year this year? Yeah. yeah. Trash. Absolute yeah. trash. Um, let's go to a little bit of Goof the Goon. Um, <laughs> Goof, tell me about the hurricanes. Tell us a little bit about those hurricanes. Besides, I, besides I actually watched a little bit of their game against the Rangers. They scored, what, four goals in the third period? That was pretty nuts. But I have no idea what they did. For a celebration. Did you guys see any of that? I saw a little bit of it. It looked like they were doing the YMCA. I don't understand what that is. That normal in a hockey game? I don't know. Raise your arms and then usually kind of like hug somebody. So it kind of looks like you know. <laughs> I, I, love, I love you. Hold up, they, I gotta ask. They lined I, up I, on the I, line. I really, I really have to line. ask this question. I have it to. It looked like they were doing the YMCA. I have to ask this question. I have to. Goof, I love you more than anything. I know I don't know anything That's about really basketball. Weird. I, I know. Listen, it. listen, listen, listen. I know I don't know anything about basketball. I'll never claim to. But I've watched a game. Have you ever watched a hockey game ever? Yeah, I just told you I watched some of the Rangers game the other day. I met before that. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I went to Buffalo and watched a game last year. Okay, well, they do I've the same thing when they score. I've games live and I've watched on TV. Okay, well, they do that when they score. You know, the arms go up. Yes, but I'm t- they got – I've never seen where they all get in a line, and it wasn't like they just put their arms up. They did, like, the slow clap 
into what looked like the yes. YMCA. Yes. Uh, okay, so you're not talking about the goal celebration. Here's what he's talking about. So Goof isn't completely wrong. So for some sick and twisted reason, Carolina has this stupid ceremony now when they win in overtime, and they got to do this like stupid YMCA shit looking stuff. Goof's not wrong. It wasn't the goal so celebration. Sorry. Now I understand what he's talking about. No, they, do, they do some stupid like clap, slow clap. Justin Williams, so who's the captain of uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, like kind of start. And I, for the record, Justin Goof was not hallucinating. <laughs> for the record, Justin, love you, dude. You want to talk about somebody that snuck his way to like five to six cups? That dude. But yeah. no, they. You guys can look it up if you're listening. Chunks, Caden, you have to. Like it's like the stupid slow clap thing they do at the end of the game. I get the raising the sticks, but it, it's complete horseshit and a complete sellout. <laughs> it was ridiculous, and that too. I'm glad we got that little nugget there. That's fantastic. I guess good. Uh, that's a good job this week for uh, yeah, Goof, Goof the Goof. Goof get, wait, 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 wait. Goof, you like the logo? Are we cool with the the jersey colors? Yeah. No. Like I said, it it makes sense as long as you're. Logo matches what your team name is. I'm fine. So you like the colors oh, yeah, now? Asking too much. Do you like the colors? Uh, I'm not a. I'm indifferent. That's There's fair. Black and red. I'm indifferent. There. All right, oh. chunks. Uh, you get to pick the uh, Goof Lagoon team for now. Oh wait, wait. Are you are you gonna go with the Hurricanes? No, I mean, no, 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 stop. Goof and I they're get to pick each other's team. No, no, I get no. to pick Goof the Goon this week. No, Goof <laughs> and I get to trade off. We get to pick each other's teams. No, I didn't get to pick your team last week. Yeah. so I, I got the Pelicans. You know that's a terrible choice. No. All right. For next week, well, this week, Goof the Goon will be following. Apples. No. The... <laughs> Pittsburgh Penguins. I'm waiting Ooh. with my breath here. The Penguins. Eh? All right, Sidney Crosby. All right, and actually, we rule, you can't to talk do, about Sidney Crosby uh, once we on that. Forgot to do click skip ball. Nope. So I'm gonna pick my own. Screw that. Don't you also get to pick click skip ball? Yes. All right. All I right. get L.A. Screw that. You're gonna give me an easy one. I get no, one no, no, no. I will give you. Let's see. It's such a gimme. I'm gonna. I don't want them to be too bad, but I also don't want them to be too good. You just gave them Pittsburgh. I'm talking about you here, Quick. All right. Quick, you get to follow the Washington Wizards. Fair. John Wall, let's go. (laughs) Dude, in your area. Caden, you know what song you're leading me over. I love it. Probably be the same. We like the dance. Flex to the left. Dance. All right, uh, so let's move along to a little bit. Let's talk some NFL, um, or actually all football, not real and fake. Um, another big weekend of college football, Big Ten-centric, basically. Oh, yeah. um, Chunks, you didn't have any inkling to want to go over to, over to East Lansing? Yeah, no, there's uh, not a lot of good in the town of East Lansing. So I, I figured I'd stay in Ann Arbor for the weekend. How was uh, what? Did, what was your take on that uh, crazy um, pregame stuff? Yeah, I mean you can tell the rivalries there, which I love. Uh, Paul Bunyan, a lot going on in the mitten. After all the pregame stuff, where Michigan State walks across the field with their helmets on, all lined up, Devin Bush is in there. I don't know if you saw the picture, but there's one behind Devin Bush in front of the whole team. Oh, it's amazing. Devin Bush is a freaking monster. Best linebacker in the nation. But yeah, once the game started, I mean, it, it, was, it was a pretty slow start coming off the bat. I mean, Michigan probably should have won that game by like 40 points. But we, we definitely still come out slow on the, on the road. Um, but we ended up That Shea good. touchdown pass was a dime. To Nico Collins in the back yeah. of the end zone? Yeah, no, it, Shea can throw some really good balls. I mean, Shea, Shea looked awesome this week, too. He missed a couple plays, but no, I, I, I thought we looked fantastic, and just got to keep it going. It's nice to have Paul Bunyan back at Ann Arbor. And then uh, over 
in West Lafayette, a big, big upset as well. How was how was Michigan feeling after that? Yeah, I mean, it was it was like an extra little treat after uh, after the win. So Ohio State, man, I mean, they came out slow and they just never really got going. Dwayne Haskins threw like seventy two times. That's it was that's, insanity. That's nuts. And I mean, it's not like Purdue's Purdue's not great. I mean, their their offense is pretty solid they're, that uh their their running back looked pretty good but man 49 to 20 it wasn't even close man it wasn't even close yeah they made it seem when they did make that one touchdown like they would make a run but then purdue was right back stomping yeah. on i mean ohio state had 14 points in the fourth quarter but it didn't even matter because purdue still had 28 so yeah it's gonna be a, a crazy one there um i don't know did you guys did any of you follow the syracuse game this week yeah, yeah, I checked it out a bit. Um, I'm just glad they ended up pulling it out, but it, I think it was closer than it should have been. I think Syracuse should have spanked them, to be honest. We got a QB battle on our hands. Um, it might be DeVito time. Um, Eric Dungy has done some decent work this year, but um, you know, just did not make things uh, move the needle there for for the Orange this week, who were one win out of. Uh, bowl berth so um that'll be an important look there uh but we need to i don't we might need to change the devito so that way you know next year or the year afterwards they're they're looking at a possible you know january 1st bowl game but yeah i mean i mean they're gonna be playing remember, a, month bowl. About, remember a month ago when we talked about eric dungy as possibly being in the heisman conversation yeah, yeah. things change that's, that's, that's over real quick <laughs> Hey, man, they almost beat Clemson. They almost beat Clemson. They uh-huh. did almost, but almost only counts in, yeah. Hand, Horse- hand horseshoes. And, hand grade. It's, it's another uh, another interesting week there for college football. Um, Michigan Michigan's looking at a possible uh, playoff berth now. So uh, just got to gotta win out. So question for Chunks before we transition. And you know I'm going to go there. Um, so how do we feel about the whole logo scenario? We're, we, I mean, if we're, if we're going to cover Michigan and we're going to talk about it, you being there, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just good for the rivalry. It's fun. I, if it was between both sides, you know, like Michigan State did their whole walkout thing and they ripped off LaVert Hill's headphones apparently and tried running through Devin Bush and that's what you're gonna get. You're gonna get, and no one's gonna mess with Devin Bush because that dude's a freaking <laughs> tank. But, so yeah, no, I loved it. It was fun. And then after the game, calling him little brother, telling him you got to put little brother in their place. Jim Harbaugh was saying, uh, Mike D'Antonio or Mark D'Antonio's Bush League. I love it. It's mm-hmm. yeah, that's a great rivalry. We'll see what happens uh, Thanksgiving weekend when an even better rivalry comes about. Um, but Texas could be there to spoil the party, too. Uh, I'm going to save my uh, big college football rant until next week. Uh, so that's a little tease is what we like to call it in the business. Um, because your boy's going to go in in college football. I've never watched so much college football as I have this year. Your boy's ready to go in. It's been a um, good year. <laughs> so let's get into a little bit of real football. Let's talk some NFL. Um, today was another one of those strange days. Um Goof, what did you what did you take out of today? Tough um, one for you, huh? No, I, I didn't really have very much fun today. <laughs> I could not believe the last two minutes of the Panthers Eagles game. Uh, looked like the Eagles had been in control the whole time, and their defense just gave up big play after big play. And like the, the conversion on fourth down when it was fourth and ten. I did just blue coverage and I don't know. So they weren't very good. That was, that's my takeaway is they're not, but they're still going to win the East because the NFC East is downright awful. So they'll still make it to the playoffs, but they're not nearly as good as I expected them to be. All right. And uh, Clicker actually right. took a little uh, vacation today out to, uh, to, to Baltimore. What did, what did you, uh, how was the game? You know what? I, I know this is the part where I'm supposed to flip out, but uh, you know what? It's a bummer. 
but I'd be hard pressed to be pissed off at Justin Tucker at this point. I mean, the guys hit every, literally every kick he's supposed to. Um, I mean, it stinks. You don't like to lose. I guess my takeaway from it is is and it, let me add a couple sidebars there. One, I got to see Drew Brees's 500th career touchdown pass live, which was incredible. Of course, it was to an ex-Raven, Ben Watson, so that was a bit serendipitous. But we we held him, and I know the best offense. The best offense didn't beat the best defense. Justin Tucker just fucked up. That, that's a bummer, but, you know, look, if that's the reflection of how our D can play, I'm cool. Chunks, what was your uh, big takeaway this week for the NFL? I want the Bears to be good. Like, <laughs> not gonna happen. <laughs> they, They're Mitchell so Trubisky, he's he should be there. Like, I feel like he should be a good quarterback, and then he just makes these throws that are either under or they're just a little, a few feet out of the way, and they're easy interceptions, and they it just ruins the Bears. It kills them, and it, even Quill Mack didn't have a good day today. I I hate the Patriots. I can't stand it, but they're going to be in the Super Bowl, I think. Well, duh. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, let's be real. I mean, are we all that stupid to think it's not a good likelihood? Houston Texans, 2019 Super Bowl champions. You're drunk. But did you you guys see that Hail Mary coming up a yard short today? A yard short. Oh, my gosh. And if he he wouldn't have been rushed, I think they might have got it, although – the only way Kevin White was catching that was if it was underthrown, kinda, and it yeah. was because that that was it had to be a bomb. But man, it was that close to beating the damn Patriots, even though it would have tied the game. But oh, uh, Trubisky made some weird throws today, but For uh, sure. yeah, I I thought that they had it in the bag. By the uh, way, speaking of ha- having it in the bag, remember last w- last week I said the Browns were going to beat the Bucks. I was so <laughs> close. <laughs> I was so close, guys. I'm sitting there at the Ravens game watching the scoreboard. Like, there's no way my dumbass makes that call. And damn. I thought that was the right call all week. <laughs> let's talk a little MLB. Dodgers and four. That's it. Okay. Let's let's just go with uh with clicks. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that, that might be a little biased. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dodgers in five. I'm not even going to talk about the other team that's playing. I All actually right, have so, a real baseball question, too, if you guys could throw it to me. God, this, I did not want to have to talk about anything. I promise my question – okay, my sarcasm with the Yankees, but my question is actually legit. Okay, go. That's not a segue. I need something to go with. Just go. Okay. Talk about so it. For, all right, first of all, haha, the Red Sox are going to the World Series. Uh, okay, Fuck. that's strike one. Fuck both of you. Baseball term. No, and here's why. Let me tell you why. And to the fans, let me tell you why. Because you hear these rants from these individuals about, like, how they love the Bronx Bombers. And then our little side podcast, which is spectacular. Make sure you check it out. That being said, it is a little funny to see them suffer a tiny bit. When you're the king of the mountain, king of the castle, it's a little funny to see it fall. That being said, I do have a question as far as baseball standards about Manny Machado. Are we upset with him about what he did, dragging his foot? Do we feel he's a lazy player? Because I don't know if it was the ignorance. He's always been that way. Okay, and that's where I'm going. If you're a baseball fan, you know he's always been that way. And that's that's where I'm going. Because it's funny now how I hear the complaints on, like, our local radio station, how they're now calling him out. I'm like, well, I'm assuming it just didn't start. You know what I mean? Saw like, that for not, what six or seven years now. So um, he never. Yeah, and by the way, I'm not talking about the hustle aspect. Yeah. He never hustled, but dragging his foot like all of a sudden people are. I can't tell if it's like pissed off Orioles fans or. Yeah, I, mean, I, I can very well see that. But 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 is dragging the foot when he still has a third of a base? I know it's a big deal. I mean, Eddie Murray got on the got on with the fan. And that guy did a lot of grimy shit. So. As baseball guys, two people that have played it, where do you guys stand on issues like that with Manny? The thing at first base, I can't stand that. That's awful. Um, I can you, can you elaborate and explain why that's so bad, please? Well, I mean, when so when you're running into first base, and you, the first baseman is completely defenseless. He's going for the ball, right? It's 
one of the cheapest things you can do is try to cleat somebody at first base or swipe the leg, you know? I mean, I played, I played first base my whole career, and that is, like, the easiest way to really injure someone, and they have no way of stopping it because you have to be on that bag. That's what you're doing. So to sweep a leg or to cleat someone at first base, that's that's where you lose, like, all respect, if you ask me. Is that worse than spikes up in second then? I yeah, would yeah, for sure. I yeah. mean, it's at least kind of because you can at move second, in second base. right? Yeah, I mean, it's more dynamic. Like the second base and shortstop have more room to move, and it's more of a like the play can change depending on the slide. And but at first base, you really your foot's trained to go to one spot. Well, and, and it's honestly much moving. more common. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like it's a sim- it's a simpler play, and but at second base, like it happens, like From you know, people time, are sliding it, in. You don't slide in first base, like so you're not worried about any of that. Like that's right. why you play with safety bags growing up, because that trains kids to step on the outside of the base. So it's just it's such a dirty thing that I don't. If you do that, you really should lose all respect. Well, because the interviews apparently were saying that and. I'm not defending him. I always thought he was a bit grimy, but everybody is saying like this is just who Manny is. Yeah, yeah. Like now that but he's Baltimore's in a big market, now losing their shit. It's just funny you see Baltimore now losing their shit and I want to say like betraying him. But the second he's not, it's like Brad Marchant for the Bruins it, or Sean Avery back in the day. If he's your guy, it's cool. If he's our guy, I hate or, Sean Avery. Couldn't stand well, that dude. We'll go down that road later, but. <laughs> But it's like, if it's our guy, it's cool. If it's your guy, it's grimy. I mean, is that fair in baseball? Like, is that kind of the same perspective then? Yeah, I could definitely see that. Um, I've had plenty of players that I'm like, yeah, I'm glad that they're on our side. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I, it's definitely a thing in baseball. So it's going to be a tough week for me coming up here. Okay, so uh, thoughts and prayers to Caden's DMs. Um, Kane's actual Facebook wall was blown up by uh, Red Sox fans, and it will continue to be such way. Um, that was nice. That being said, let's finish off with a little bit of uh, some picks for next week for our league. Um, I will tell you that your boy is coming in hot with. Uh, I'm in second place in the in the Core Four podcast rankings. Uh, Dude, I'm fucking up. Chunks like, fifth. Terrible. Um, Coming to hot eight. Well, no, I just want to point out, is, hasn't Ashley got like eight picks, right? Like the whole year. She's got year. seven. How many? She hasn't times? done any. She oh, did okay. Week. I was going to say because it was like really impressive how bad she was doing. <laughs> just fade her? Like, if, yeah, if you just did the Focus exact opposite. Uh, fire alarm clicks house, apparently. <laughs> well, you know what? We're going to cut this segment. Well, you know gonna, what? Cook's this is going to end the 4-4 podcast. <laughs> because some dumbass is hammered and can't fucking handle his toaster oven. So, love you all. <laughs> all right. For the boy Click, for the boy Chunks, for your boy Goof, we're actually going to leave because it's a fire. <laughs> Literally. Don't cut that. Stay safe. <laughs>